You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, if ever there was a time to gather around a hot stove, tonight is the night. Chris Atterbury welcoming you to our well, fairly temperate uh, climate-controlled uh, network headquarters here at Target Field, but it is cold outside. So gather around, shall we, uh, around the hot stove tonight to warm things up with a little baseball talk, and we do it every Wednesday. We do it thanks to, uh, well, Caliber Root Beer. It's made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. And however you are joining us, whether you're shivering inside with the family tonight, maybe you're in the car, if so, be very careful tuning in across our networks. Maybe it's Facebook Live for you this evening, or maybe, just maybe, you're podcasting our program, and if so, well, I hope it does get warmer, as promised, at the end of the week. Welcome to a little Twins Hot Stove Show. We, of course, enter this week's Hot Stove Show fresh off of Twins Fest. Two weeks of Twins Caravan rolled right into Twins Fest, and what an event it was here at Target Field once again as thousands upon thousands of people rolling through, getting autographs. There were Q&As. Uh, there were fun games to be played, uh, stuff for folks of all ages. And, of course, Twins Fest always kicks off with the annual announcement of the newest members of the Twins Hall of Fame. They'll be inducted later this summer. And this year, a big welcome to Jerry Bell, without whom, well, we wouldn't have a ballpark to be sitting in right now. And also a very grateful closer, Joe Nathan. Pretty cool phone call with with Mr. Carew. So anytime you get a chance to talk to him is is cool uh, just in general. But then he gives you that news, and it makes it even more special. You don't go out there and ever play for that. Um, but, you know, when, you, when everything's all said and done, you know, you can kind of take a look back and, and see what you accomplished. And just by going day by day by day, uh, things kind of piled up. Yeah, one of the all-time Twins greats, Joe Nathan. A little silver in the hair now, a little silver in the goatee, but looks like he could still get up on the mound, and now he'll go to work. He'll go to work working on his Hall of Fame speech for the Twins Hall of Fame. He was incredibly excited. In fact, spent some time, I think, trying to uh, hire Michael Kadire as his speechwriter as they waited between events at Twins Fest this week. Also had a chance to sit down at a table with Eddie Gordado and Glenn Perkins to sign autographs. Where were you, Rick Aguilera? That's three of the top four closers in Twins history. One of those cool sights you get only at Twins Fest. Things like Rod Carew and his cat meandering around the, the hallways of Target Field. Newcomers this year like Rocco Baldelli and his entire staff racing around getting to know the, the new folks uh, on their roster. That was a big part of the Twins uh, Fest weekend. Nelson Cruz and his sparkly shoes making an appearance. That was on Sunday. Jonathan Scope, another newcomer. And we happen to a corner, one of the newcomers to the Minnesota Twins as well for this edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show. I had a chance to sit down with a guy who closed out a couple of games against the Twins last year, Mr. Blake Parker. 2-1 Angels, bottom nine. Blake Parker worked a 1-2-3 ninth last night, securing his sixth save and seven chances. Angels have used a few different bodies in the ninth inning this season, but now that job is Blake Parker's. 2-1 Angels, bottom nine, and the 0-2 pitch, he got him. Strike three, swinging, and that's the game. As Cave strikes out, Angels win the game 2-1. We're talking with one of the newer members of the Minnesota Twins, Blake Parker, here at Twins Fest. And, uh, Blake, first and foremost, welcome to the to the Twins family. And, secondly, this event is a pretty unusual one, and it's hard for a lot of people to get their arms around until they actually participate. What has your experience been like over the first couple of days? 
it's been amazing. It's been, uh, I felt like uh, the Twins family, not only the um, the front office and the organization side of it, but the fan side of it did just really welcomed me with open arms. And, and it feels like a great place, you know, from, from the minute I stepped in here, I've been excited to, to uh, be a part of what's going on, and, and uh, I'm ready to get this season going. I think a lot of people feel that way. I want to go back in time a little bit for folks who maybe aren't familiar with your path. It has been anything but easy and anything but typical, or maybe it is typical that it's not easy for, for most, but you actually played some infield. You played uh, around the diamond in college, a position player. You were a catcher when you were drafted. Walk us through the transition from position player, everyday guy to pitcher. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, a little bit easier of a transition than than uh, most would expect because of my past in in the high school ranks playing uh, or pitching and being told that I that I had the uh, the chance to maybe get drafted in in the middle to later rounds, but um, not really something I was interested in. I really wanted to go to college and use those years to develop my my skills as a baseball player, but. Um, you know, as a guy, always having having a strong arm, it was it was kind of in the back of my mind that they wanted me to pitch all along. So, um, I always stayed open to that uh, up until the day that they asked me, but asked me to uh, convert rather. Um, but uh, ever ever since that it did, it's it's been a long journey of uh, a lot of luck and a lot of timing have gone into it. And uh, um, you know, I'm here today because of a lot of different people, and and uh, um, I'm excited to work with some new people over here with the Twins. You stayed home to play at Arkansas, and I think it's fair to say that we now just assume Arkansas is a power every year. You were a part of kind of building some of that. Now, they've had some good teams before back in the Jeff King era and whatnot, but you were there. Logan Forsyth was a part of that kind of in the early years. The Dallas Keuchel would eventually show up, but uh, that has to be a pretty special feeling to know that in your hometown, at your university, you were part of building what's become a phenomenal tradition. Oh, it's been fun to watch, especially the pa- this past year, you know, with the um, national championship obviously we didn't didn't come out on top but uh it's been it's been really cool and that's a big attribute to uh you know Dave Van Horn and, and the guys that he's brought in like Wes Johnson um who we have now um I was actually Van Horn's first recruiting class in 2004 um his first year was 2003 but uh he brought us in and, and he really built that program to what it is today but um it's come a long way and and uh you know that's uh, always a program that I like to go back and be a part of but um, really a first-class program, and I'm happy to have been a part of it. Yeah, the last Dave Van Horn recruit we had pitching here was Brian Dunsing, and that worked out really, really well. So let's talk about Wes, because you made some comments uh, with some of the local media that I thought were so spot-on about this guy. When people heard he was coming from a college program, I think there was a knee-jerk reaction that, that that just doesn't happen. Well, the fact of the matter is the Twins were fortunate to get in before somebody else pounced on him. You live near him. You've talked with him. You've worked with him. What is it about his infectious personality and his very open mind that allows him to draw the best out of uh, pitchers of every type? Uh, well, not only is he is he a very personable guy, and and he uh, uh, you feel like you've known him for years from the first time you talk to him, but he he really uh, he really buys into what he's doing and and and, uh, and what the Twins are trying to do. He he, I know he's been over the past couple of weeks traveling around to to all of his pitchers and and really really coming to them with some with some information and and any way that he can try to get them better i know he came to me with with a few tips on on things that he had really dug into my video already and and uh, had some good pointers the other day because because he lives about 
five minutes down the road from me back in Arkansas, so we had a chance to get together and have a workout. So um, I'm really excited what to uh, the energy that he's going to bring because he's a very energetic guy. Um, but, you know, guys like that that they're bringing in, I really feel like is a is a, uh, is a uh, attribute of the front office of they're really doing their homework and bringing in uh, bringing in top class character type guys and and uh, they're doing some things that may be a little bit different you know he is the first guy to to come out of the college ranks straight to the pros but here in Minnesota from the from the, the some of the talks that I have they're ready to do whatever it takes to win so um, it's a real exciting time you know they want to win they want to win now or we want to win and we want to win now so um, that's what we're trying to get to and I think guys like Wes will help us get there. It didn't happen overnight for you. You worked your way through the minor leagues, and you found a real nice comfort zone the last couple of years, put up some great numbers. You did it fairly anonymously, I think, for a lot of the country because of the West Coast time zone and, and whatnot. In fact, somebody, I, I said, hey, we, we got Blake Parker. They said, is that the guy with, like, eight different set positions? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I think that's pretty much the guy. For people who haven't seen you pitch, describe your unique setup. Um, yeah, I've gotten a lot of flack over that over the years, but, uh, you know, it kind of evolved and, um, it evolved, I should say from me trying to hide my grip, my split finger grip. When I started gripping that, um, every time I would switch grips in my glove, I would give away which pitch I was throwing. So I figured the more movement I had, the the less likely that they were going to see my grip. So it kind of evolved into what it is today, but you know, over the past, I guess half, half the last season in 2018, I kind of. I tried to modify it because some of the umpires were on me and, you know, I didn't want to get in a key situation and have a balk called. So I've been modifying it a little bit, but I think I've found a good happy place where I can I can still uh, get my grips and not give away my, my pitches. you got a whole handful of guys in here, and you, you're meeting some of them for the first time. You played against, I think, a vast majority of them, but there's five or six of you in here who have closed games and have closed games well. We keep getting the question, Derek and Thad and Rocco, about where's the closer, where's the closer, where's the closer? Do you need one guy? I mean, Joe Nathan's wandering around in here, but he's not getting back in uniform. Uh, or with the diversity of ways you have to finish games, is that more than enough to figure yourself out? I think so. You know, after the past couple seasons of not really having a defined closer, we've had guys that could do it, and we they had some injuries on that team. And, and uh, just kind of filling in the role, you know, the, the, the season before when Bud Norris kind of got some saves and me and Bud were getting some saves and, it was never really a, well, he's a closer and you're the closer, or you're the eighth and you're the ninth, but it's always been a, a feeling of we can all get it done. And I know uh, after talking to some of these guys and, and being around some of the guys I'm going to be down there with, I think we all have that personality. I don't think anyone really stands out, and I haven't really got a big chance to know anyone, but there's not that big ego on the team that needs that, that name of closer. I, I don't really need to be called the closer. I want to be in the game when the game's on the line. I want to help my team out as best I can. So if that means the ninth inning or if that means the the seventh inning or if that means the first inning, you know, I'll go out there and and compete. So um, I don't need to be closer. I don't know if some of these other guys do, but that's not the feeling that I get. That's new Twins relief pitcher Blake Parker. You can hear already his excitement to work with Wes Johnson. We're going to hear from another guy who's fired up about that, Cole Stewart, in our next segment. Also worth noting that in the midst of our conversation, well, his 13-month-old son cracked his head right on the table next to which we were speaking, but fortunately he got up with nothing more than a bruise and went off looking for the next thing to smash into. Well, it's time for our What's Brewing competition. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, how memories are created, legends are made. Our question last week, what were you most looking forward to at Twins Fest? And our winner, Kyle S. Gustafson. Kyle S. Gustafson said, and I quote, 
they always look forward to their annual family photo with T.C. Bear. This year will be their 10th. T.C. is like a very funny member of the family. So uh, T.C. attracting all sorts of attention. In fact, I ran into somebody at bowling on Monday night, and she spent five minutes scrolling through the many pictures she took with T.C., and she is well north of 40 years of age. So T.C., a big star as always. And Kyle S. Gustafson, you and your family are now going to enjoy a case of Killebrew Root Beer as the winners in this week's What's Brewing competition. As for next week, if you want a case of root beer on your front porch, well, here's our question. Name your five-man starting rotation for the Twins this season and why. Who will be the five guys in the starting rotation for the Minnesota Twins to start the 2019 campaign? You can tweet at us. It's at Twins Radio. The hashtag is Twins Radio as well. It's our What's Brewing competition brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. One guy who hopes to be in that five-man rotation, Cole Stewart. He's fired up, and he joins us next on your home for Twins Baseball. 2-2 on the way. Swung on a miss, got him. Another strikeout, Cole Stewart. And now five strikeouts for the right-hander. Another three-up, three-down inning. It's been pretty much lights out. Cole Stewart, kind enough to join us here on the Twins Hot Stove Show in town for Twins Fest, of course. And, Cole, we've talked a little bit about this over the weekend, but there's such a massive difference between an offseason when you're still hoping to go to the major leagues and when you've actually done it. And now you're in that position. And I have to think it, it changes a little bit everything for you. Yeah, it does. I think you learn a lot. You know, when you get to the big leagues, you learn the difference, you know, the, the different things that go on in the big leagues. Kind of, I think the talent's so much better that you, sometimes you will learn very quickly what you need to get better at, um, where your game lacks, I think. You know, you can go into an offseason with a pretty clear picture of what the big leagues is and what you need to do to you know what you need to work on and I think it's important to get those those first uh kind of jitters out of the way I mean you never know if you're going to make it you there's so many it's kind of a roller coaster of emotions in the minor leagues so to get that kind of over with I guess and and to kind of now focus solely on just bettering myself and, and being a better pitcher I think that's that's a that's a huge hurdle to get over you're not only more confident now, but you have a plan. And we've talked about a lot last year. You really bought into the plan the organization laid out for you to maximize what you were already good at. And I have to think that was step one. But with the addition of Wes Johnson as well and the ascension of Jeremy Hefner, I, I would think sky's the limit right now, and you have to be just raring to go. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I like everything that has been put in front of me. I mean, they, they sat me down in spring training kind of like we talked about earlier and, and they gave me a clear plan and they said go out and execute it if you do these things we're very confident that you will you know a lot of things will change in your game and you'll turn you'll turn some stuff around and it ended up happening so I, I couldn't have any more confidence in the people I mean I have I got to know last year in the big leagues Hef and I have a great relationship me, me and him believe in a lot of similar things when it comes to pitching um, and then obviously Wes, Wes, I've thrown two bullpens with him this offseason already. Um, I mean, huge. He, there's so many things that we could talk about that that um, they're trying to get me to work on, and, and that we're kind of on the same page as far as pitch usage, or you know, maybe adding a wrinkle here and there on, on a slider, and and how to how exactly to do that. Whether it's uh, altering grips, whether it's moving the pitch back in my hand, whether it's just you know, we have a very clear picture of the type of pitch we want to develop, and we have a plan to develop that pitch and. That's it's huge. I mean, a lot of times you can it's trial and error in the minor leagues. I mean, let's work on this pitch, let's work on that. But when you have things, you have people that have done this a lot and they've studied and they know what they're talking about. It's huge. They can they can skip a lot of that trial and error, and you become a little bit more of a completed you know product, in my opinion. 
we always talk about throwing a pitch with conviction, right? And and that's been something in baseball forever. I would argue that now conviction in what your process is is just as important in conviction in the actual pitch that you're throwing. I mean, that that's how you ended up in the major leagues last year. Yeah, well, I think process creates confidence, and I think when you know that you have confidence in your process, I think over time, the more that you continue to develop that process, the more you're going to be confident on the mound. And confidence is obviously huge. I mean, every guy struggles with it. Baseball's a game of failure. You have to learn how to almost kind of cope with it, how to move on from the bad ones, how to take what you need to take from those appearances, and then, you know, obviously do the same with your good good appearances. But I think baseball's a constant game of, of how well how strong are you and confident in your ability and how how confident are you in your process but you're right i mean the more that we go through this the more that i do this with these people that we we go through trial and error we try things we look at video we slow down the game we um i mean i'm i'm i really like talking about analytics i really like talking about things that i think are going to help me in my game I'm, I'm not scared to to dive into those holes where i'm not good where i am good what can i do to get better i'm not scared of those things anymore like i used to be in the beginning of my career um and, and I was really bad in the beginning of my career. I mean, I, the first couple of years in the minor leagues, I was not good. I was not putting up the numbers that I should have been. And But I didn't really know how to get over the hurdle. And this offseason, I mean, that that process that they put in front of me, it gave me a lot of confidence that they really know what they're doing. And I could really turn off my brain and rely on theirs. And, they could, and I, I had complete confidence in the process that they put in front of me. I feel like that's a theme. I feel like you're not the only guy in this room right now who feels that way and that there's a, a definite positive energy. And a lot of people are like, oh, guys are setting their ways. Pitching is about adjusting. And this is another adjustment. And if you have more information, I would think that everybody in here is eager to get that. I mean, the game is the game is all about adjusting. It's kind of like adapt or die. I mean, just like anything. I mean, if the industry is changing and guys are figuring out ways to get a whole lot better than I think the game the talent that you're seeing on the mound on a consistent basis right now is pretty impressive I mean when you look at the guys coming out of the bullpen the guys that have these off-speed pitches that complement each other so well with their fastballs they they tunnel well they they really know how to mix up pitch usages I mean there's guys throwing harder and harder and there's less fastballs in the game right now I mean that's a huge deal I mean the Yankees and Astros are throwing under 50 percent fastballs I mean that and they all have guys that are throwing extremely hard. So the game's changing. Uh, there's there's ways to adjust that there's there's new tools that are being implemented. I mean, if if you're not willing to, to at least try things, I think that you're gonna you're gonna do yourself a little bit of harm. You're not gonna give yourself as good of an opportunity as maybe some guys that are willing to. So but that's always been the name of the game. I mean, adjust, adapt, you know, how how much better can you get in a in a time frame? I mean, it's it's I don't I don't I used to worry about, you know, maybe maybe changing something that I thought was was good enough, and I don't think that's the right mentality. I think moving forward, it's if these people think that there's something that can help me, I'm I'm going to be completely open to it. That's the voice of Cole Stewart. Cole Stewart last year bought in early; it paid dividends, and this year, as he mentioned, he is all fired up. Already thrown a couple of bullpens with Wes Johnson. He looks strong. He looks ready to roll. And Cole Stewart, probably as much as anybody in the Twins clubhouse over the course of Twins Fest, is fired up to get down to spring training and uh, take that big leap forward after debuting in the major leagues a year ago. We appreciate Cole joining us here on the Twins Hot Stove Show, made in Minnesota. Killebrew Root Beer, it's how memories are created and legends are made, and Killebrew Root Beer allows us to bring you the Twins Hot Stove Show every Wednesday right here across all our fine stations on Facebook Live and, of course, also podcastable wherever you seek out your Twins podcasts. Uh, take a listen and let us know what you think. Again, it's the Twins Hot Stove Show brought to you by 
Killebrew Root Beer. We are far from done. In the meantime, reminder that you can tweet us at Twins Radio, hashtag Twins Radio for our What's Brewing competition. Give us your five-man starting rotation for the Minnesota Twins in the upcoming season and why. In a case that Killebrew Root Beer could land on your front porch, and believe me, it'll be frosty cold by the time it gets there. Do stick around. More to come. Blake Parker joins us one more time. We play a little three cuts with the new Twins reliever. It's all straight ahead on a chilly night across Twins territory, but a great night to huddle right here around our hot stove. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer right here on your home for Twins Baseball. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show. Blake Parker is kind enough to join us here as part of a very busy uh, Twins Fest weekend on a chilly weekend here in the Twin Cities. Twins fans just getting to know one of their new uh, relief pitchers. And Blake, we'll start with Blake Parker's a little kid. Was there a guy you modeled your game after? Did you have a favorite player or team growing up? Um, well, we're in Cardinals country in, uh, in Arkansas, northwest Arkansas. Um, so I was a big Mark McGuire fan. You know, he was obviously the... The home, one of the home run kings in the year that him and Sammy were battling back and forth. Um, I got to see him actually hit his 62nd home run when he broke uh, the original record. I know it's been broken since then, but I got to see that live, and that was a big uh, moment for me. So he was uh, always one of my big-time idols. So you were in the ballpark. That was that screaming liner to yeah, left yeah. field, right? I was. It was funny. The dates coming up to it, I was in uh, junior high, I think 7th or 8th grade. And uh, the days boiling up to the to the game, it, he would hit almost one a day. And my dad told me, he said, "Hey, if McGuire hits one tonight, we might see the the you know the one that breaks it." And sure enough, he hit one that night. And we were going to go the next day, and we we got there. We were just hoping for it. And every single pitch, whenever he was up up to bat, was just like a sea of camera flashes. But it was a really cool experience. So yeah, I got to see that screaming line drive over left field. It was neat. That's funny because I was in the ballpark in San Francisco when Bonds hit oh, the two no, home runs to hit. 71 and 72 and it was post 9-11 they rescheduled the games and it was a pure fluke and uh, again the ballpark it, it has a feel to it whatever you think of those guys and have your personal opinion what there's a feel to it that you cannot possibly make up or, or find in a different way question number two for you you were a position guy and you could swing a little bit so a do you miss hitting and b are you the pitcher who likes to talk about how good of a hitter he was uh both i would say yes to both uh it's funny. I still I still try to get out and hit. I bought some bats last year. I have a 13 month old son. I, it was just an excuse to buy some bats. I had his name put on them, but really they're my bats. Um, but I love taking BP I, in the off season. I work out with my local high school team, and I took BP the other day, and I hit some hit some pretty good homers. And uh, some of the kids that work out actually have some lessons with a buddy that I played college ball with, Clay Goodwin. And I got a text later that day that said, uh, I heard you can still hit some home runs. So I kind of hang my hat on that a little bit. But um, I love to swing, and I love to get out there and, uh, you know, let everyone know that I used to hit a little bit. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. You got it. If you, if you got that in the, in the quiver, you got to let that arrow fly. Final question for you. It's a little chilly here this weekend over Twins Fest. You're an Arkansas guy. It's not exactly always tropical, but you've been out there in balmy uh, Los Angeles for the last couple of seasons. Uh, your thoughts on the weather? When I stepped off the plane and I felt my, like my lungs were going to freeze inside my chest, I knew it was a, another level of cold. But, uh, you know, when I left Fayetteville to come up here to Twins Fest, it was 22, 23 degrees. So it wasn't too big of a change. But uh, tomorrow it'll be 60. So the good thing about Arkansas is uh, it'll, heat, it'll heat, up, heat up and cool down. So you get a little bit of both. But I'm ready for it. I'm geared up. I bought some extra layers, and, and we'll be ready to go. That's the voice of Twins reliever Blake Parker. Three cuts with Blake, and how about that? We were asking about the weather, thinking it was a little chilly, and that was about, 
oh, I don't know, 30 degrees ago as we uh, join you on a very frigid night. Hope you're staying warm across Twins territory and enjoying the Twins Hot Stove Show. Twins Hot Stove Show brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made, and we're with you every single Wednesday night from now until opening day. Reflecting a little bit this week on Twins Fest, what a great chance to get all the newcomers in one place, the new staff in one place, and a palpable palpable energy in and around the Minnesota Twins Clubhouse all weekend long as this crew got together kind of feeding off the energy from their new manager Rocco Baldelli. Do want to thank uh, Blake Parker. He and his young family very busy throughout the course of Twins Fest. They were kind enough to sit down and chat with us. Cole Stewart as well and of course we thank you as well. Whether you're joining us across the network tonight uh, and hopefully staying warm in so doing whether you're uh, enjoying us on Facebook Live or of course podcasting a little later in the week when your uh, thumbs warm up and thaw out. We're glad to have you with us every week on the Twins Hot Stove Show. Be sure to join us and play our What's Brewing competition. Uh, tweet us your five-man starting rotation for the Twins. Hashtag Twins Radio is the way to get that done. You could win a case of Killebrew Root Beer. A whole lot more coming your way next week. In fact, Royce Lewis joins us next week. You won't want to miss that. The former number one overall selection for the Minnesota Twins rising like a rocket through their farm system as we speak. We'll talk superheroes, bowling, and a whole lot more. That's next week. For now, Chris Atterbury saying so long from the Twins Hot Stove Show on your home for Twins Baseball.